Hey, today we're talking about, you know, happiness, NBD. When you read that, I want you to think about like what you thought, right? It's posed as a question to get you thinking in that direction. And for me, happiness is the ultimate goal. That's very much a part of who I am as an Enneagram 7. That's very much a part of just who I am and how I show up in this world. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because people showing up as who they are. And I think for me, the reason that happiness was so hard is because that isn't a driver for a lot of people, or it isn't a driver that a lot of people trust, right? And so it's hard to exist in a world that is driven by something else. And so for me, that looked like a lot of conflict. Um, It still does. I'm still trying to survive that conflict and make sure that I'm secure enough in what I want to do and in what's important to me because I know that a lot of the world doesn't operate in this way, doesn't think like that, doesn't have that same driver. So We're talking about that today, you know, really, whether or not that's your driver, happiness was like an elusive target for me. And I think I didn't always embrace and acknowledge that I wasn't happy and that most of the things that I spent my time doing didn't make me happy at all. So we're talking through that today. And I think for you, let's just start posing that question really, are you happy? Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough, that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, Season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. 
And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. And we're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Sam and us. We are going to go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. For me, yesterday was a low day. And I, you know, before low days would have cycled into low weeks, would have cycled into just a whole low month. And it really isn't about never having lows. It's about managing them better, paying attention to what put me in this place, you know, and really focusing on what brings me out of those places. So, oh my gosh. So yesterday was low and, you know, I really thought you escape that. You can remove yourself from that. And so much of the removal from my life (laughs) as I knew it was about finding silence in these moments and being able to fully clue into what's leading to them um, and fully listen to where I go in those moments. Why? And really practice. Yesterday was about practicing letting go of that emotion being okay with being low, and then really listening to myself in that moment. Like, what is my body calling for? What should I do or cancel? What's feeding this? Because there was one instance where I was participating in something, and then I just realized, like, this is this is taking me lower. This is triggering those negative things that I'm feeling. I have to just remove myself from this. This is not helpful today. Not that it couldn't be helpful any other day of the week, just today. It's triggering and further pulling me down. So when you do have those low days, I think those are days that you're allowed to excuse yourself from things that would otherwise be perfectly normal. And there are just, there are days and there are things that you can't excuse yourself from, right? Like there are some days where you just have to show up and go through the motions and be. And I think for me, that used to mean that I would drag people down. I wouldn't even notice that I was in a toxic place. And I would live in that moment for so long because I wasn't even aware that I was going there. And I felt like I would just pull and pull and pull people until I had sort of championed this anger. And 
it felt good because I get life from connections and from other people and from storytelling that brings me a lot of energy. And so it would always feel like release when in fact I was just building walls every time and building myself in that emotion and not letting myself fully feel it. The idea of me telling someone or bringing someone into the anger space really was to relieve myself and transfer the full complexity of that anger or sadness emotion. Right? I was just trying to relieve myself of any of it and not be responsible for it and get out of this moment as soon as possible. And for me, getting out of those moments looked like creating humor, telling stories, venting, gossiping, bringing people down with me, right? Whether I was telling them the story or whether I was talking about someone else, that's what a lot of those conversations look like. And now, I can see myself going there, right? Like I could start to feel my energy shift on um, Monday night. I could start to feel the complexity of my emotions kind of spiraling to this low place. And I knew that Tuesday was sort of going to be this weird day in this weird instance. And so... I don't know. I guess, I guess, you know, my great thing really was allowing myself to sit in it, allowing myself to be there. And that oftentimes is my great thing because this is something that I definitely still struggle with. Like every piece of me yesterday just wanted me to find something that would make me happy and pass through this moment. And believe me, I tried. I pulled up old baby videos of the girls. <laughs> like <laughs> I was just like, anything, what makes me happy? What makes me happy? Come on, let's get out of here. We're, we're better than this. We're bigger than this. We have to be bigger than this. You don't have a choice. Your life is this now. You've, you've chosen this. You have responsibilities here. You can't just fast forward through this. And I wanted to. And the problem for me was where yesterday was just a day that I wanted to fast forward. It used to be weeks that I wanted to fast forward where stuff got hard or I felt sad or I felt lost or I felt angry or confused or whatever. And I would just be intentionally trying to fast forward through those moments. And by fast forward, I don't mean like literally a fast forward button. I mean, like I would try to load our days so full of everything that I couldn't even pay attention to my emotions if I wanted to. And I would fast forward by jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, until we got through this low moment because eventually we'd survive it. Eventually we'd get through here. And you know, right now it feels like it was just a day and that feels amazing. But a lot of that freedom to just be a day came from the willingness to sit with it. 
right? The willingness to be okay with having lows and I can survive it so much faster now. So much faster than when I was trying to fast forward through it, right? Like lows are normal. Lows are normal. Okay, let's normalize lowness, unhappiness. It's okay. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your great thing. Like you're doing great things every day. It's really important that we start to kind of raise the bar for ourselves. Raise and change the belief that we aren't great. That great doesn't live in our everyday, right? Your words are so powerful in how they move you, in how they shift what you look for in your day. It's amazing when you start to look for greatness, you start to believe that you're great because I bet if you look, you find it. I actually guarantee you. Yeah. And it starts to shift this belief that we have that we aren't great or that greatness only lives in these few and far between moments, right? Because how do you think people get to those moments, those great moments, those big stages, those championships, those things that we all dream of, right? In our wildest dreams. Well, they start to practice greatness. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do here. That's what we do every day. We're practicing. And we're practicing verbalizing it. Why? Because people are about to be calling on you, by the way. And I want people that take part in this podcast to be the ones who want the ball in those moments. Right? I want the ball. Give it to me. I want to score. I want to whatever. That's what greatness does. It makes you ask for the ball. Because you know that you want it. You know you want to be that person. I know it's kind of hard. It's hard to sit with yourself and go, no, I don't. I don't. You do. We all do. We all want to be the ones that are carried on the shoulders through the crowd. Like, everybody wants to be that. And I know there's a little portion that's telling you that you don't. But there's something that you want to be that person for. And that's what I want you to start chasing. Like there is, you know, there just is. So go ahead, take time, ground yourself in your greatness. However much time you need, just go for it. Just do it. Okay. So today's topic is, are you happy? And gosh, what a heavy topic. And probably when you read that title, you kind of self-reflected and you thought in your head for a second, like, am I? And so much of my podcast really is in chasing happiness or finding what that is. And it's such a heavy question and it seems like it should be light. And I think most of our responses, at least my immediate response to that is like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. And then I really just think like, yeah, most of the time I'm happy. Almost 
I don't know. I really have nothing to not be happy with. Um, but I know happiness is a destination, right? Like you'll, you'll never have arrived, but you're always seeking it. And for me, happiness is like an underlying value that I will always be seeking. In fact, happiness is the end goal for me. You know, it's not success. It's not anything that, nor it's not perfection. It's not any of those things. It really is just about happiness. And so for me, that means my world and the things that I structure look a lot different from the rest of the world. You know, and I think that's so beautiful because that's how we produce different things. I was trying to explain this to my daughter. Gosh, which one? I think it was Emery. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> my seven-year-old said, oh, okay, mom, if you did that, that means that you're weird. And I looked at her and I said, well, don't you think that that's how the world has to work? Like, there have to be weird people. If there weren't, everything would look exactly the same. And she just looks at me, you know, and I'm assuming someone called her weird or someone called her mom weird, which like, here I am last Saturday just meditating in the middle of our town, um, just sitting there barefoot and just trying to take in the silence, trying to take in the energy from the earth. And I have on my um, noise-proof headphones, so I can't hear anything in this meditation space. And I get up and I look and probably about, you know, 10 feet away, there's a person walking their dog. So certainly... When I was in this silence, someone walked by me and I'm certain they were like, um, do, do I need to call someone? Right? So maybe someone actually did call her mom weird and that's why she was saying I was weird. It's possible. I live in a town of way too few of people to not think that people are starting to see me and have conversations about me, especially because... <laughs> We don't really know anyone. Um, so there's no one to be like, no, I think I think she's really cool, actually. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's besides the point. It really is. But she had said that I was weird. And I had kind of posed back to her that that's how essentially things interesting get created. That's how the world has to work. And so... Yesterday, I was sort of spiraling, and I was really angry for a little bit. I almost wrote a blog topic on the, this idea of, you know, people thinking that it has to look like the way that it looked like for them. And the hardest part for me has been really holding strong to my idea of what I'm building, because if I don't, I'm going to end up building something and getting lost in that process. So I've been sitting here intentionally um, and a little bit out of fear, but a little bit out of intention just to 
really sit on how I want to build this, where I want to go, how I want to do things, because I know as soon as I let other people in here, there come opinions and ideas of what it has to look like in order for this to be built in a quote unquote proper way. And I need time to sit with what I know and what's important to me as I build out what this is going to look like. And so I've been fearing letting other people in and taking in their opinions just because I know that I'm still a little bit vulnerable. I know that there was a little bit of time where I had to work through the idea of monetization and not villainizing it for me, but really sitting with my intention behind how we move this into a profitable business adventure, right? Take it past hobbying, you know, take it past just wanting to podcast for the love of podcasting and not that it'll ever change from that, just that that's what I'm here to do, right? We're building a life-changing empire in case you haven't heard. You may not have. I don't know how many podcasts you've listened to, how many you've gone back to. And in order to do that, it takes a heck of a lot of intentionality, right? Like I feel so responsible for the people who come in here, whether they listen to one episode or 100 that's a huge responsibility for me because, hey, I don't know if you've ever talked to anyone else who listens to this show, but if you message me, I will message you back. In fact, I may even just jump on a call with you if you have questions that demand a call. Like, I'm here for you because I know what it was like to have no one right? Like, I remember how low that feeling was. And that's why this exists. Like, that's why this podcast is every day. It's, it's meant to keep you calling on yourself. It's meant to keep you engaged in what this looks like in what chasing your dream in what recovering from the death of your dream looks like. So you just keep going and you don't go it alone. Because it sucks. It really does, you know, and chasing your dream is like a never ending story that's going to play out, but I just didn't want anybody to feel what I was feeling early on to show up and, and question whether or not you even had the right to recover from fine. Like inevitably that was the biggest hurdle for me saying Saying, truly recognizing, truly sitting with the fact that I wasn't happy. That I was working in pockets of happy. There was happiness once in a while, but for the most part, it was a whole lot of spiteful anger. It just made me uncomfortable saying that. Like, ouch, oh, ow, it hurt. It hurt saying that. I just said it out loud. Like I could count on one hand where I actually experienced happiness. 
And even that's limited because happiness to me didn't, I wasn't really in that moment. Like letting that wash over me, letting my body absorb the warmth in those moments, in those happy moments, because my body may have been there, but my mind wasn't. And your mind is the thing that'll absorb the true warmth of that moment. Your mind is the thing that's going to deeply experience and appreciate moments of happiness. And for me, I was always just kind of working towards the next thing. I was always focused on this idea that happiness came from the amount of movement. If you just increase the things that you take part in, right? Like you increase your chances of experiencing happiness. But in my thought process to doing that, I really decreased my presence and therefore decreased my ability to experience true happiness. Right? I wasn't there. Even if I was, I was consciously thinking about the next thing. I was consciously moving past that moment to get to the next one because the next one might be better. And now, finding happiness, finding and truly experiencing it, like that's the goal. And so what does happy look like for me? Well, right now, it looks like connecting with people. I'm so excited because tomorrow I actually get to like see people in a room, experience their energy because like I can feel it across a laptop and I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, but sitting experiencing people's energy, seeing their energy shift, right? Like I had a meeting last week with someone. It was just like, it started, it started so simple. It started really just in this beautiful place where it was just like, oh, hi, this is who I am. This is who you are. And I could feel the momentum. I could feel the energy building in that moment. And so I'm so excited for tomorrow because I get to feel the energy of an entire room of people for the first time in a very long time. And I'm super pumped about that. And that looks like happiness to me because I know that I get happiness from the energy of people, from the energy of people chasing their dreams. So I'm excited to be able to be in that moment to sit in that place and experience that. That's happiness for me. And I get to do that all day long. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what? What is this life? Who is this person? What is she doing here? And it all just came from this idea that I really wasn't happy and I was always chasing it, but even when I got it, I'd never allowed myself to experience it because I was just moving on to the next thing. 
because I knew that the happiness was fleeting, right? I knew that it would end. And when it ended, we'd be back in this low, angry space. And I was so... I was so unaware of my toxicness because it was always like packaged in snarky comedic relief. Like that it felt like I was just funny and I was helpful. And because of that, like people wanted more. And so I was happy. And like, looking back, I think about conversations and I think about who I was and when I showed up to get that energy shift from people and how I showed up and I stole energy and I stole it because it was so precious to me because I knew that on those low weeks, I would need so much of that energy and I would try to cut people down just to right? To even steal more because I was so afraid of those low moments, right? And those low moments didn't look like one day like they do now. Those low moments look like weeks, months, right? Months of anger, weeks of anger that was inescapable. And so I would steal energy any chance that I got. And that looked like stealing rooms, right? That looked like making sure that people were aware of how I was showing up so that they'd come back so that I could absorb their energy. That looked like me chasing a whole lot of ego-driven things so that I could get energy from quick wins, so that I could get energy from establishing and showcasing who I was. And then I would just like collect it. It would be like me stealing, me cutting people down, me just loading that all up in a backpack because I knew that I'd have to call on those reserves. And then me going back in, trying to find new ways to insert myself in my ego, try to find new ways to steal energy. Right. And a lot of a lot of those efforts looked like me cutting people down because, boom, if I take some of their confidence, that's more that I can steal. That's more that I can put in my bag. Right. And maybe that saves me from being unhappy again. Yeah. And that's pretty much where I lived most of my 20s, like just stealing, stealing every day, every day, stealing energy, trying to find ways, trying to boost my own ego as in an attempt to survive what I knew was inevitable. Stealing from a place of anger and ego. And so my happiness wasn't really dependent on that. And yet it absolutely was, but it never helped 
it never really got me to a place of happiness because I never actually wanted to get there. Right? Like, I would claim that happiness was my goal or I would claim that freedom was my goal, but I would sit there and shoot venom at anybody that was chasing that. Right? Because that was easier than actually saying that I wasn't happy and then actually doing something about it. It was so much easier to just sit there in that space and steal energy that I would need to survive my next low. It just was. So today we're actually talking about in the bonus episode, we're talking with Carrie Veach um, about this topic, uh, interestingly enough. And we're kind of talking just about freedom and energy and monetization, which we also talked about a little bit earlier, and just really sitting with your intention. So make sure that you join and listen in on that conversation with Carrie Veach. She is actually the owner of Set Yourself Free, and she does work all around the world with people who want to find happiness, who want to set themselves free from this life. And she travels and lives all around the world and kind of follows her feet wherever she ends up, wherever that's going to make her happy in that moment. And so she's such a gift. I'm so glad to bring her here to talk on this subject. And, you know, I think for everyone, what are those things that make you happy? And start finding ways to do more of that. And you don't have to steal energy from other people to get there. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, loves. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If you want more, you want the weekly update. And this is called the Don't Do It Alone, Your Weekly Guide to Greatness. That really is going to give you the inside look at the tactics from the weekly discussions that we have right here. Um, That's a weekly guide to greatness that you need in your inbox. Go over to nusink.com and the first thing you'll see is the subscribe now um, to get that in your inbox. I would love hang out with you and give you a way to apply the things that we talk about on this show to your life. Um, As always, you can find me on Instagram at the death of a dream. Um, Find me there, follow me there. Let's chat. uh, Because I know that some of this stuff is impacting you in bigger ways. And I'd love to talk with you about it. What's going on? How are you using this? How is this changing you? And as always, if something hits with you, please share it. Please go ahead, review this. This movement, the death of a dream movement is about rising one another, finding new ways to look at the world, finding new approaches to life and growing together. We are a community of mostly women 
who are looking to change our lives in some way. So like, share, comment, review. That's how you can pay me back if this has helped you in any way. I'm so grateful for you and everything that you are doing.